0: Hi, I'm Sam. About five years ago, my whole world was turned upside down. More on that later, but let's just say in what was supposed to be the happiest time in my life, I felt totally lost. You're listening to or watching my show, where we'll be talking with friends in health care, wellness, and holistic healing about real self-care. I'm not talking about pedicures and bubble baths. We're talking true acts of care to maintain our physical and mental health so we can truly live fearlessly and fulfilled. Say it with me, self-care is my job. Hi. Okay, so as usual, I just want to say hello to everybody who's listening to the show. We're welcome. We're welcome? No. Welcome back for another episode of Self-Care Is My Job. I'm Samantha Long. I am a yoga instructor and a self-care mentor for moms. And self-care is my job, which is why, hence the name of the show. It should be everybody's, um, it's up there in everybody's priority a priority list. Yes. So I'm going to introduce, I'm going to allow my guests in. As usual, I always have these amazing people that I get to connect with online and have a discussion.
1: So hi, how are you? And how let us know that? a little bit about you. <laughs> Yeah, so it's so nice to be here. Um, My name is Fee Simler. I am a trauma mindful business coach um, and I come from a few different worlds. I, you know, originally studied fine arts actually. I have a fine arts background and that's what I studied in school. Taught at a title one public charter for a while. So got um, some experience like you know, it's funny how these skills build upon each other. Cause now I'm a business coach, but like I, if you can delegate to a room full of middle schoolers, like you can delegate to a room full of adults. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I kind of moved on and worked in the nonprofit world a little bit. Um, and then, you know, eventually that took me into like the formal, like marketing firm world and design world. So, um, yeah, my last job was as a senior project manager at a firm. And um, it was around that time that I started to really um, internalize like that hustle culture and like that, like, go, go, go culture. Um, And my body started to break down. Um, So now, um, long story long, you know, I I started with my joints like hurting and then it sort of worked its way up my arm and then down my spinal column to the point where I could not, I would wake up and I could not feel or move my body from the neck down, um, which was really terrifying. And, um, you know, I eventually went, I kept going though. Let's (laughs) kept going for months. Um, I would kind of shake it off and, Eventually feel okay to go down the stairs um, and my husband would take me out to my car, put on my seatbelts and I would just sort of like go like this. And well, for the listeners, I would just sort of put my palms on the steering wheel and just commute to work, I'd commute 20 miles to work and work and then I'd come back. Um, but eventually it got to the point where I just, my body hit up a, a wall, like it broke and um, I took a leave of absence and this was a job that I know could like, you know, I was in this really good position. I got like a promotion really fast. I got a 20% raise. I was, I had, you know, people under me and I was in this managerial role. Um, And I knew that I was like, wow, I could really take this job and like, sort of like, you know, the possibilities are endless. I was like, I'm going to get that corner office. I am going to make the six figures. This is the first step of that. And that did not play out the way that I had originally intended. So I felt like a failure, I really did. I felt like I let myself down and like I wasn't good enough. Um, And so, you know, during my leave of absence, I got surgery on my arm um, to fix my nerve damage. And I started to really, take on self-care like a job. Like I would literally wake up and I was like, what can I do this week to help myself heal? Um, And I would do a lot of like breath work and, you know, stuff that's like physical and also like on that deeper level of like regulating your nervous system. And I knew that I had to slowly build upon each other, got good doctors that I trusted and all of that. So two years later, this was 2019. So three years later, I, um, I now own a business, work from home and integrate self-care like throughout my day. And my whole like philosophy for my business is to like, tell people like, it's time to give the middle finger to manipulative business practices, hustle culture that dysregulates you. And to instead like, put your humanity at the center of your business because you cannot abandon your like human self and its capacity and limitations and baggage and all of that. When you go into business, like it is impossible. You're still a human um, at the end of the day, whether or not you walk into an office or come to your, um, to your home office. So I really um, have faith that my clients can, build businesses from a space of joy, embodiment, and honoring themselves. So that's basically, it's like the opposite of what I came from. And it was just an unlearning of all of that toxicity that I had taken on. And I feel better than ever, to be honest, physically. Yes. Good for
0: you, first of all. And congratulations on that entire, the entire story. Not just the fact that, you know, you have your own business now and that you feel better than ever, right? The whole thing soup to nuts because that's a part of your process. Yeah. Just like we all have these struggles, challenges that are a part of our story, a part of our process that are kind of necessary to work through in order for things to come up in the process so that we can become aware of what we actually need to work on and or the type of self-care that's actually needed to get us to the next level or to actually have us living the life that we truly want. Yeah. So, thank you for telling us all of that. Um for anybody who's watching by the way, yes, I have changed my location. I'm taking up space in my house. Yes, <laughs> I've decided to today. do this on the floor of my dining room table oh, of my scary. dining room today. <laughs> Because like, normally I'm, like, in the basement with, like, the you know, I'm sure what most people think is, like, you know, pr- this gorgeous, like, like basement studio, which is bullshit because it's just, like, my one little corner in the basement um, right near the laundry, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, like, I'm, taking space space today. I'm taking up space. So um, thank you again for sharing us, sharing with us all of that. Um, I'm just going to relate with you for a moment in that I also have a background in the corporate world and I was in publishing. I've told this story quite a few times, I'm sure, on this show already, but was in publishing um, working in Manhattan here for about 10 years prior to having my children and leaving that, that space. And yeah, I mean, sure, I completely embodied on a level that was very real the hustle culture, right? And, you know, I remember, I think that the catalyst to me, knowing that there was a need for self-care for me, that there was a need for change when I left that um, arena and decided to become a stay-at-home mom, right? I knew that something needed, that something wasn't right because I had embodied that hustle culture so much that I felt even having stepped into the role of mother, which ideally would be, you know, could, should, right, feel like the most important job in the world. But I felt pretty much worthless because the fruits of my Mm -hmm. labor are, you know, as a mother, they're not tangible, right? You're not looking at dollar signs going up. You're not looking at the product at the end of, you know, your efforts, You are ideally not, you know, treating your child like a job, although there were literally parts, uh, there were literally periods where I would do just that, not treat the child like a job, but treat motherhood like a full-time job or like a corporate job where I was like, you know, trying to make things just so. You don't even have that much control, really. So you got to let that go. But You know, yes, uh, something was very, very off from the get. And the reason partly was because I had succumbed so much to that culture that it felt like stripping away, you know, my title and my salary Mm. and the endless list of meetings of the day and the, you know, 250 emails per day that would validate me and my worthiness in some ways for a very, very long time. Those were all gone in a blink. So even though again I'm a mother now I sh- this is the most important th- job in the world I so on and so this, forth right? I didn't feel that way at all. Yeah, right? So you fill your basket with all of that and you fill your cup with all of these things that are kind of validating you. But what do you have to show for it if it all goes away? And um but yeah, we can talk for a moment about like that hustle culture, right? I one of the mo- I, of course I'm not going to remember who wrote this. It might have been anonymous, but I have uh, I love one of the um, one of the things that I remember reading lately that I loved was about like sort of cancel. I hate that word canceling, but essentially like getting rid of um the hustle culture and making it more about aligning. So kind of bringing that in as a method of trying to build whatever business or lifestyle that you want, like what aligns with you, what feels really, really good in your body, as opposed to striving, like the striving culture, the trying to control the out, you know, the constant grabbing for the next thing and
1: more and more and more, which is kind of what we're taught. Right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean, what you said resonates so hard because when you have a shift like that, like I've heard from lots of mothers and, and women and, you know, from all walks of life, in all ages. But, um, I think if there's ever a big shift, either stopping working or getting laid off or moving or anything, like I've heard many stories, your like identity sort of gets stripped away. Cause you like bank your identity on like what you do in your job. And it becomes like, this is who I am. And it's because that like gives you like that validation. And, um, I'm reading a couple books one of them was um nonviolent communication and you know he he said something about like no one can really validate you you have to validate yourself and you know when you are in a conflict or in a relationship with someone where you know that what you're saying validates them
0: mm. just
1: like be aware of that because at the end of the day they have to do the work and it's not really your job to do it for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think us as women take on a lot of like the work and the emotional labor that other people have to do for themselves, but we're taught to do it for them or to do the work for them or to try to fix them like a lot of us. And we can get only a little far and try to support and, and hold space, but really like, they have to, they have to do it. Like, there's no way I can transform or like heal someone. Like they heal themselves, they validate themselves. And I can try to set up this trauma mindful space and, and use consent and, you know, try try to the best of my ability um, to do it. But they really, I can't want it more than you. And that was a lesson I think I had to learn as a coach or anybody who does service. Like, I can't want it more than them. And I hate that because (laughs) I'm a low-key control freak and I'm unlearning this stuff all the time working with other people because, you know, everyone's so vastly different and their life story is so different.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the majority of us are trying to unlearn the controlling, right? Yeah. And that's literally what hustle culture has done to us is it's programming that makes us believe that unless we bust our ass to a level where you wake up and you're in pain or you can't feel your feet or whatever, that, whatever it is, right? I mean, for me, I re- like my biggest story around that is of course how I came to yoga because I had such unbelievable shoulder and neck pain and shoulder blade issues and all of this from being at a computer or on a plane all the time. So I had a happy ending to that because I was able to see that I needed after, you know, You know, uh, when I couldn't see that I needed five martinis after work, when that wasn't the answer, it was yoga. And sometimes it was yoga and then five martinis. But um, way back when. But it was, uh, you know, so there's a happy ending to me seeing that I needed to do something about what my work was, the symptoms that were showing up based on how hard I was working. And, you know, of course, now in retrospect, having learned what I've learned, it wasn't just about sitting at a desk all day. You know, the tension in my body was literal anxiety taking on um, like a physical manifestation inside right. of me and having an effect on me in the body, which of course yeah. now, of course, I know all of this now. I had no clue that any of this existed back then.
1: Totally. But bodies are always that, trying to
0: protect us. Yeah. The body keeps score as, um, as the amazing book tells us. Yeah. And it's- really about, um, so going back to that culture, right? Like not only does it teach us that we have to bust our ass and that it will be a struggle. It will hurt, right? Like how many of, I mean, I talk about this all the time and I don't know if you've experienced this, but like growing up, I actually learned from, my family always like talking about their struggles as if their struggles being more than someone else's makes them a better person or their Mm -hmm. their value because their life was harder so it's like you're actually telling me you're modeling for me that that the world is going to reward me the harder that my life is in some way shape or form that i have busted my ass hard enough to be able to, to be worthy of that salary or that title or whatever so that working harder and, and and it being harder for you is actually what's going to create the success or that, that it even is
1: success in some way, right. which is very scary. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot there. There's, yeah. you know, the harder you work, the more successful you'll be. That's not necessarily true. Some yeah. people, I know people who work like three days a week and they have six figure businesses. They have five figures coming in every month because they've done the work on the front end and they've, you know, done all of these things and that doesn't mean that like you or i could do the exact same things they do and have the exact same results because and that's why i like working one-on-one with someone um because it's so different so it's nuanced and to say like the harder i work and it has to be hard and i have to be grasping and i have to bust ass and like you know be a machine and that's what's going to get me that success is like it's like a, it's a one-dimensional thing. And we have to just really be like, is this true? When I get into like a tizzy in my brain, I ask myself two things. I say, is this true? And I say, do I want to give this attention? And it's just asking and getting curious without, you know, without judgment, which is something I've learned from doing so much damn yoga Mm -hmm. (laughs) over Mm -hmm. like since middle school. And it's, you know, and sometimes I'm like, maybe it isn't true huh. Okay. That's interesting. Like, that's interesting. Where did I, where did I learn that from? And I think I wrote like on social media yesterday, like I started during this journey to ask myself, like, when and why did I learn that I need to break my body to work? Hmm. When did I learn that I needed to break my body to be successful? Mm -hmm. How did I learn that? How did I, who taught me that? Um, and I think it was like, yeah, it was just this culture. And like, you know, the the desire to, because we are taught also that like people who have more money are like on a higher moral ground sometimes, you know, like we'll mm-hmm. worship celebrities and rich people. And there's just so much like glamor about it. And we see all the time that no matter what, they have in the bank, people can be really troubled or, uh, you know, and people who are not of those kinds of means can have tremendous joy. So I mean, people are complex and it's not a one answer thing. It would be nice if it was. Oh, yeah, of course.
0: It would be nice. I mean, it's just like I say all the time to clients who are trying to prioritize their self-care. You know, that's a struggle in it in itself is to be able to even prioritize yourself over the needs of everyone else or over the needs of your supervisor or your career or your job or anything like that. Um, and, you know, we wish that it could just be this little switch, but it's really not that simple. And um, But it kind of leads us to a little bit deeper into the conversation we want to get into of just like – what comes up when you decide to make a change, right? So whether that means leaving a career or a career change or leaving, you know, um, your company that you're currently at to potentially start your own business or whether it is having kids, you know, or like anything. When there's a major life transition such as that, that's when all the shit comes up. That's when all the mirrors come up. Take a look at this. Take a look at this. And, like, I'll give an example since we were talking also about, like, storytelling, right? And, like, having that be, like, the way that we get to connect with each other without without saying, like, I'm going to sell you on this. I'm going to sell you on that. Like, my whole thing is to share my journey. And my journey is not, you know, again, like we said, unfortunately, it is not like I'm just going to do this self-care practice and it's going to turn off all those negative self, um, all those negative um, thoughts in my head, just like that. It isn't. It's an ongoing, just like yoga, is an ongoing cumulative practice where the overall goal is to prioritize myself and nurture myself in a way that puts that. Puts me first on an energetic level, yeah. so that I can feel powerful, so that I could feel confident, so that I actually am changing my own frequency on a much larger level, and that I can get my, what I what aligns with me that way, so that I can actually be ready even for when opportunities come up, but also send a send a send a message out that says I actually am worthy of whatever aligns with me. I can attract that and I can accept that into my life. I can receive, Um, or at least that's how I take it, right? And even for me, and I've been in business for a few years now, I'm still pretty early on in this process considering how complex it is, but I've been very vocal about how loud my inner critic is these days. And this is, like I said, a couple of years into business. And I think that most people would assume, right, that I've been doing this for a couple years, I have some private clients, I'm running some um, online offerings, I teach tons of yoga classes per week, I get in front of people all the time and teach, you know, like, I think that a lot of people would assume that that must mean that my confidence level must be out the roof, and I can't possibly have anything in my head going on saying, you're bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you're a fraud. You're bullshit. You don't know what you're talking about. You're not, you don't qualify. You need more training. What do you really don't know enough know to hear you? Blah, bitty, blah, bitty, blah, blah, oh,
1: blah. yeah.
0: So this is an example, my own vulnerable share of an example of what goes on. And I've come back to... The basics as far as, you know, what self-care in my toolbox that I'm going to use to combat that, right, that's working-ish for me nowadays is coming back to the basics of, like, gratitude and affirmations. And admittedly, I was skipping over that shit for a long time. Because why? Because, oh, I've gone down this Path so many times, and now I've learned about trauma. So now I'm going into that realm of trying to like resolve my trauma and seeing what comes up for me and why, and going into the root cause of things. And all of that is well and beautiful. But what? But what happens when I go too far in that direction? And now I've lost touch with the basics of like, you know, just being grateful for the opportunities that I am being given. And, and celebrating that a bit so that I can actually feel like, okay, maybe all of these are exact examples to combat all of these negative thoughts that are going really? my head. But anyway, that's my personal experience that's going on with me right now. I'm sure that you have probably worked with so many people who
1: experience things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Um, yeah. That's like, you know, that's everyone. I always say like, if you want to do shadow work, start your own business. Yeah, because nothing is going to come up more than if you're, you know, starting, especially like even if you're not starting from zero. Right. Like it's still you are the finance department, the marketing department, the sales department, and you're doing everything for the first time, even if it's like year two, year three. There's a lot of still a lot of stuff where you're like building up and you're going up the mountain. And, um, it's going to be a little while before you feel like maybe you get over the hump and that's okay too. Like I'm okay with taking things a little more slow and normalizing that a lot of businesses actually take like two or three years to really feel like more comfortable. And we see many overnight or under a year, like zero to six figures in 60 days or whatever on the internet. And I'm like, that's great that they did that. But we know that there's a lot of people who do it slow and steady instead. And that's okay too. I just want to normalize that because it's great that people are like celebrating their wins, but we can't take it as the standard because then when we don't do this thing, you know, in a, in our first year of business, maybe people feel like a failure or a fraud. And it's like, well, no, just like Homegirl just was saying that like she does this, she did this thing that like maybe you know, most people don't do, or maybe people have, you know, a previous, like, like you said, you worked in corporate for 10 years in Manhattan. Like not everybody had, I worked in the marketing world. So when people are like, wow, you're so good at Instagram or like, wow, you're so good at like creating content. I'm like, it, I got paid for it. And I did it every day for myself and my clients before that I studied photography and video in school. And so I'm like, I, I, if you are learning this now and it's a learning curve and you get frustrated, know that like, I'm good at it because I practiced it. And also I have years of experience like in my past. So, you know, it's not, some people aren't like playing on the same level field as you are and they won't check their privilege and say like, Oh, by the way, I also, my, my husband's also like a professional photographer and I've been, you know, an influencer for the last 15 years. Well, no wonder you like went from zero to like six, k or whatever in a month like so that's something i also have a bone to pick with with a lot of people that i see online i'm like just check your privilege i don't care if you get bankrolled for your first business i don't care if you like have 15 10 whatever years or if you know you have some other privilege that's fine just like don't forget to tell that as part of your story because that way people aren't like well why am i not doing it like her or like him or like them well There's different life story there, and there's different skills and paths. So, you can't compare your first step to like somebody's first step in their tenth year, right? Mm -hmm.
0: It's not the same thing. No.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I I almost get like a little protective of my clients when I'm like, "Don't you feel bad about yourself? Let me show you. Let's let me show you what like you know, what's the reality of this." Um, So there's that, and then there's. Actually, building the business part and then having to like really see yourself and come back and be your biggest cheerleader and have this radical trust and faith in yourself that you've never had before, like next level. Mm. And some days you wake up, you're like, I feel like crap today. I don't want to cheer myself on today and like get a support system. I always tell people, like, it doesn't have to be me. I love working with a coach, I had a business coach, she was wonderful. But I also love networking and or calling a friend, you know, like whatever works for you as a support system or maybe few different buckets of support, set that up for yourself because there's going to be days where you're like, I am over it. And then you know what to do. Like you lean on those people or mm-hmm. that network or that group or write in your journal or punch a pillow, whatever you need to do. But like, it's good to think of those things ahead of time so that when the hard thing comes and it will you know, you, you have a, a little bit of a plan or a system set up.
0: Completely. I mean, we've been talking a lot on this show about community. Um, and, you know, when I go down into, down into even the concepts I'm learning lately, like polyvagal theory, for example, which is a lot about co-regulating and engaging with people. Okay. and. Importance of being able to do that as a means of regulating your, like you said, when you wake up one day and it's just like not happening. The self, you have self regulation skills, which is self care, right? And then the the importance of who of community of who you are surrounded with. So I love that you mentioned about networking. And again, if we go back to hustle culture for a second you know, like historically the concept of networking, we think about that, or like you think about those, you know, networking events that people have to, you know, industry and all that, right? Which is like all well and good. And I I even have like a different outlook on those experiences at at, at this point now. And I probably still am in communication with a bunch of people that I've met through those type of things. But the community that I have been able to build of specifically women in wellness, women in business, women entrepreneurs and moms and so on and so forth. Um just simply online and I have believe me I do have my moments where I fucking cannot stand social media so I go back and forth. So if you you're people that has, you know, their moments too, but I do see the value the probably that's my number one thing, right? About social media in general um my number one pro right that i'll always remind myself is that it has given me the opportunity to meet some of the coolest most amazing people yeah. and my network of people that i get to co-regulate with which is part of why i do this show is to have this sort of connection and have this back and forth it is so important so if you're listening to this we're not you know we're not necessarily talking about like you know, this networking event that you go to and you put your blazer on and you go and all the things. It's literally <laughs> about like build your community, decide, discern who are the people that are, are lifting you up and who are the people that are like toxic in a way that mm-hmm. are you that way. making you mm-hmm. feel less than, and you, who you who are you following? Because to your point, There are a lot of people, if you are going through your feed as as specifically as an entrepreneur, if you are going through your feed and there are, you get a uh, feeling about something or you find yourself and I do it, trust me. And I'm continuing to unfollow people. I'm still in the process of trying to do that where I am discerning. I am drumming down what I'm exposed to because there are plenty of people with the, quantum leap your business and six figure this and that. And again, wonderful. Like do it. If you're if, and only if, and here's my biggest thing, if your nervous system is ready to do it, because yeah. it's, this, it's really the same thing as what we started talking about in the beginning about feeling physical symptoms from pushing ourselves further than what we're ready to to be doing in that moment. I mean, um I'll, I can tell you now that I don't, I don't think I actually realized that I suffer from anxiety um until I left the corporate arena because mm-hmm. again, yeah. like, your body again, way, right? It was like um I was thriving on it in a way, right? It was actually helping me to succeed in a way All because adrenaline. To, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's so much fear and drive to do more and better. But leaving that and going into motherhood, that right away, like that's going – and going into entrepreneurship, like that comes up right away. Like, holy shit. Hey, everyone. First of all, I want to thank you for showing up for this episode of Self-Care Is My Job. Um, Your um, following and your listening of the show is incredibly important to me. So thank you again. And here's the other thing. I am ready to start talking about something that has been a complete game changer in my life. So here it is. Recently, I became a partner with a company called Amare. And they also call themselves the mental wellness company. So you can imagine why it's important for me to have a connection with this company, considering I am all about mental wellness um, and self-care. So part of my self-care routine has included for about six months now a product that they offer called the fundamentals pack so this is a probiotic regimen it consists of three different probiotic blends one that helps the health of your brain one that helps the health and balance of your gut and one that actually focuses on the vagus nerve so if you have never heard of that before it's the nerve that runs from your gut all the way up to your brain And it really does make that connection between the gut and the brain and helps with your mental wellness by way of actually focusing on gut health. Did you know that the majority of the dopamine and serotonin that is generated in your body is actually generated in the gut? So when we think about mental health, we focus so much on the brain and mindset work and very much about how the health of your body might actually affect your mental wellness. So balancing the gut is really crucial as being a part of that if it's something that you're working towards. So I'm going to include a link to the site, the Amare site where you could view these products um, in the description of this episode. And I really encourage you to reach out to me if you feel like you want more information or if you want to chat about it and the benefit the benefits that it has had in my life, which include but are not limited to obviously an improvement not only in my Mental health, my ability to stay calm and grounded, my focus. The next things that I started to notice as I stayed on this regimen for a while my hair, skin, and nails um, started to improve. My environmental allergies reduced by about 70% this summer, which was crazy. There are so many other things that um, I could go on about. But again, if you feel like you have questions, you want to learn more please go to the site that I'm going to provide in the description, or you can email me at selfcarewithsam at gmail.com. Okay. So we'll talk soon. Thank you again for listening. And again, take care of yourself. Why am I first things first, right? Why am I comparing myself to all of these people? I didn't know I was a person that did that. Mm. I knew that. No, I didn't have to really focus on it in that way because when you're an entrepreneur or I'm sorry, I should say when you are working for a big corporation, for example, you're not necessary. I mean, yeah, you're definitely up against other people for certain roles and and everything. But when you're a one man show, you become an entrepreneur and you're a one man show. That's it. Like this is me. This is my brand. That's you. That's your brand. And so on and so forth. It is very easy to get ca- caught up in that loop and
1: I still do it. And I it then question on. myself like I didn't know I was a person that does that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, people get like spotlight syndrome. I just made up made that up. But <laughs> but when people are like, "Oh, I I am nervous or I get feel really dysregulated by thinking that I have to be so public." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay, so what if you you know start a facebook group that's private and you have to vet everybody that joins Mm -hmm. how would that make you feel would that make your nervous system a little happier as a beginning entrepreneur versus just doing all of the things like jumping on instagram and publicly posting a reel every day and then you know like what if you just wrote a newsletter and it was mostly text so you didn't have to show up on video because people get like really like scared Um, It's like, I think maybe a form of stage fright or scared, dysregulated, they feel a lot of like resistance and anxiety. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's find other solutions. Like what about a text-based newsletter and maybe a picture or a a funny GIF that's not even you, Um, and then a private Facebook group? How does that feel? And Mm -hmm. I've run that by people and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that seems like a good first step. And I'm like, okay, see, you can do it with your capacity at the center like you can start there. What's comfortable and for you. Exactly. Cause I don't want my clients to feel dysregulated because when you're dysregulated, your higher order thinking skills, you know, this, like your prefrontal cortex goes offline
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you are, cannot make these big executive decisions because you're stuck in fight or flight and you are like, you're there in fight or flight and your body is trying to do what's like at the bottom of the totem pole, which is like regulate and make sure you're safe and you're not like in a threatening situation. Mm -hmm. And so you have to make so many executive higher order decisions as a business or like as a business owner or even as like a professional or as a mother, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so it's good to first take care of that nervous system. So then you can set your brain and body up to start to make those harder decisions. And that's why I'm like always continuing to like, educate myself in trauma. I've done like, you know, continue education I started in 2018, um, and got a trauma, like a community, like trauma-informed community, like outreach certification through, with a nonprofit here in Florida. And then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And then, you know, I have Bessel van der The Body Keeps the Score right here in my library. Mm-hmm. Just always like come back to it because I felt that ner- like my, when I experienced like my fibromyalgia, um, that was like my nervous system like screaming at me Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think that it's really like that's really important and there's solutions for like you know keeping your nervous system happy and working at your capacity i've had clients that are like "Uh uh-huh yeah okay cool and i'm just like okay like you want to go let's go like (laughs) and they're like sure like hit me we did like you know, Instagram strategy, TikTok strategy. This was like in 2 hours. My client was like, "Yep, yep, yep. She's already been posting on TikTok. She's like a go-getter. She's like really familiar with the topics that we've been talking about. She's had previous education, all of that." And then there's like clients that, you know, I just finished um working with a client where she she has a tremendous story and um she's really been through it in a lot of ways. And so we like talked a lot about like you know, feeling motivators, like how does she want to feel in these different like life buckets, like work, health, um, you know, interpersonal. And then we then we're like, okay, well, what's like one goal for the month or for the quarter that you can um, implement in a habit that can help you feel those things? Mm. Completely different, right? Like, and we worked about the same amount of time between client one and client two. So it really is like about me asking like checking with my clients and seeing where they're at and then like okay cool well this is like because if i were to throw 50 things at someone they're like gonna be like "Uh uh-huh and then they're gonna be like forget it i don't even know where to start i'm overwhelmed so um yeah
0: everybody everybody's brain also works very differently like i i also you know going back to once again you know congratulating you and even thanking you for putting a trauma informed community first and making and prioritizing that because here's where we're at like we are in a new game in culture right now where we're starting to understand that everybody is um responding to their experiences and not necessarily doing this consciously some of us are very conscious of it, but one of the, you know, you even noted before about, you know, having stage fright or being, um, fearful of, um, certain modes of marketing, especially on social media and so on and so forth. Um, on one hand, everybody, again, you know, ha- everybody is comfortable with different things. Um, Everybody's like, mine works differently. So obviously the mode by which you're going to be to get your marketing done as an entrepreneur might be different, but you also have A, tons of coaches and advertisers and so on and so forth out there who are screaming at you that you need to go live. You need to put out video. You will not be success. This is success. Like telling us, the free, you know, and, and just bringing it to more of a general sense, Right. Yeah. Whatever in our current culture is telling you what success looks like. But we always have to not only find a mode of self-care to come back to conscious living first, and then from conscious living, decide for you what is going to feel right for you to be your mode of marketing or to be your way that you want to tell your story or how you want to be portrayed versus just like showing up like this person did. Um, And then to bring it back to like having a more trauma-informed approach, like when you show up authentically by way of that as an entrepreneur or by doing it that way, that is... That is a more trauma informed approach. So, what we're talking about for the people who are like, well, what the fuck are you like? Know, what is that? <laughs> um, but you know, like, you know, just drumming it back for a second trauma informed meaning taking into account the fact that we are all recovering and healing from some shit <laughs> yes. in a that nutshell, is. right? Which means that if I show up authentically, as I am attempting to do in this moment with a little bit of mascara on and nothing else and relatively poor lighting. Um, if I'm showing up authentically and showing you my actual life versus showing up every fucking time in full makeup with the filter also and the perfect lighting and my husband's a, a photographer or whatever, you know, or whatever it is, right. And showing you fully a highlight reel of my life, as opposed to actually showing you what life really looks like for me and, 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 the good the bad the ugly right yeah by doing that and by getting okay with yourself to be able to do that you are actually contributing to a more trauma informed world because you are making it okay to be you and you're making it okay for someone else to be them the real them and i do i have a real i i have to be honest with you you know and 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 i know you're going to agree with me based on your content you know i have a real problem especially in the coaching industry i have a real problem with people showing up in that Fully filtered, a hundred percent manufactured, and um, very calculated type of approach. Because you know you're sitting here trying to help people, you know, live to their live live the life that they envision, right? Like keeping it general, right? Like live their best life, or really, um, yeah, like. Really cultivate the life that they really always wanted versus just doing going through the motions and and living unconsciously, right? Wonderful, perfect. But how can we do that when we are bombarded with um, stuff not only that isn't really possible for everyone? So that's a big part of being trauma informed too, is really getting to the crux, like you said, of like what when you have privilege versus when you when you don't and taking that into account. But how can we sit here and, you know, throw out only things that are filtered and perfectly manufactured and look wonderful and not also expect people on the other end to be triggered by this? Like again, not that it is technically, just to clarify, not that it is technically my responsibility to manage when you're triggered right as a person if you're triggered it's your responsibility to check in with yourself and that's when those you know shadows are coming out to and saying hello and asking to be dealt with and all yeah. that good stuff sit down have a cup of tea right but i can't you know it, it is it's not very trauma informed to come at um so it hopefully if somebody's listening to this and and has struggled with showing up online right maybe it takes the edge off a little bit i know for me it feels a lot lighter in my body knowing that I have made the definitive decision to not worry about showing up with makeup every single time. I went, you know, did, you know, I was on my, you know, stories this morning dancing around like a damn fool. Um, still, still mostly in my pajamas. Like I I just, I cannot, my nervous system does not do well with having the pressure of only being able to come online if I look perfect. I mean, I don't. <laughs> like yeah. there's not you're gonna see a lot less of me if I gotta, if I gotta go perfect myself every time. So once I let that go, that felt a lot better for me.
1: Yeah, I I think um I'm like with you now. Like nowadays, I don't have to like put on makeup and I can show up a little messy, right? And and that's okay. And I think it's because I've like accepted more of like my messiness and myself. And I've also taught myself that like just because I don't show up perfectly, it doesn't mean that I'm any less. I would say probably I it wasn't like that always. I think that I was like very performative and buttoned up and like perfect. And I I like It was like a control thing and also like a, well, I need to be this way in order for people to take me seriously. And I need to be this way in order for people to like buy for me and want to be like me. And, um, and that's changed, um, as a result of me just learning to accept myself more and know that I know enough and people want the whole package and like, I don't need, I already, I'm already enough. I already know enough. I already like can help people enough and that doesn't change because I have on gym clothes versus like professional, right? Clothes and quotes. So um, I think that now I'm more okay with like, just like putting it out there. And I think that one of the things that helped me like heal that wound was ironically social media because I was creating so much damn content. I was like, I don't have time to do the full face of makeup. I need to get this information out there. People want to hear it. I think it can really help people and it can call in those clients and like create this magnetic connection. And you know what? I'm exhausted and I don't have time to put on, you know, freaking makeup right now. And it became a practice of that and being like, well, what if I don't show up today with makeup? Is that going to change anything? And then getting that affirmation that like it didn't and that actually people were like more, like amped up by me just like showing up a little like messy and imperfectly. That was like, Oh, I can, I can just be more of myself. So it's been a process of, again, like unlearning that. And like, I used to be such a perfectionist. And so I have some, like, I think I have some empathy for people that like are, I always question you know, when you see those like girl boss gatekeeping kind of like people on the internet that are like, you know, go, go, go. And like, they have these like little quips about like mindset. That's like, that wasn't nuanced at all. I don't know. <laughs> like, it would be nice if that was like, you know, well, you just need to believe in yourself. Like, okay, well, what if you like grew up in poverty, believing in yourself doesn't like pay your bills. Sorry. But mm-hmm. um, like when I see those people, sometimes I'm like, well, I think one, most people are doing it in good faith. And they just like, maybe haven't stumbled across that information that was like, oh, I don't need to be this performative and this buttoned up and this like, you know, like I'm presenting. So, I mean, I don't know, but I always think about like, maybe they're being performative because they feel like they have to and that's their zone of comfort. Mm -hmm. And then two, I think like, maybe they haven't had the experiences that I have about like, we're trying to reduce harm because we're all going to like, eventually maybe put our foot in our mouths and like, that's okay. I think it's just a process of like, trying to reduce harm and trying not to trigger people and trying to like have this approach where you're like, everyone's different, people are nuanced and complicated. And, you know, I'm just gonna try to move forward in business to reduce like all of that so that people can just be as successful and like as, and you know, as fulfilled and abundant as possible. And that's what I try to do, but yeah. yeah. Completely. Um, if anyone makes you feel like shit, unfollow them immediately. I always tell people you don't have enough time. You're trying to grow a business; you don't have time for that.
0: <laughs> no, nope, ain't nobody got time for that. I agree, 100. percent right. <laughs> um, It's one of those things like um, we we sh- ruminating is a is a tricky thing, right? If you find yourself ruminating, meaning overthinking, or you know, second guessing yourself. And all of that stuff right then and there. That is a moment where you can offer yourself care. You can offer yourself some introspection and say, you know, get it, get it, just get a pen and paper out and start journaling, start writing down, um, you know, what you're feeling, where you think it might be coming from, what specifically triggered this, potentially where you feel it in your body. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of um there's a lot to be gained and i guess this is my like bringing it on home part of the conversation like back to self care right there's a lot to be gained in um being super conscious and intentional about your business and about the things that are affecting you in your business and the things that are going great and the things that are going not so great um and i think the part of the problem is what we were taught, you know, coming back again to what we mentioned earlier, you know, what we were taught success is. So a lot of the time we're just trying to get to the end. We have a vision. We're trying to get there as fast as possible. um, Or we're trying to grow the income as fast as possible and whatever it is. But um, there's so much to be gained by slowing down and actually being a little bit more conscious about what's coming up in the process. Because You know, healing isn't linear. That shit is going to come up no matter what. You're not skipping over the step. You're not skipping over it. It will come up for you. So, you know, just allowing yourself some space to actually unpack some of it. Um, And again, this goes Mm. not only for people who are starting a business or in early stages or in not so early stages, but it's for people who are – life is transitioning. Life is changing for you right now. Um, many of us are in that state, regardless of what the hell is even going on in your career or your, your personal life, because we're coming, whatever, wherever we're at in this pandemic situation, I have no idea. I don't want to say we're coming out of it. Who fucking knows? But, um, you know, people, the world is, is we're coming back to life a little bit, right? The people are coming out again.
1: Um, well, in Florida here, people have been out for a while, but I
0: know yeah, where you are, you know, for me, me, I'm over here like, yay, I have full yoga classes for the first time in two years. Right.
1: Um,
0: but, um, but yeah, so we're all in a bit of a train. We're going to be probably, you know, in the middle, in the midst of a transition period. And I think a lot of us have realized through this pandemic situation that yes, it's a perfect example when life gets shaky because of any type of transition those shadows will will appear and you're as much as we are taught again i've said it a million times on this show you know much as we 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 are taught that success looks a certain way we're taught that self-care looks a certain way Mm -hmm. whether that be um you know pedicures and bubble baths that women are taught you know to care for themselves by way of those things right yeah um or whatever it might have been that you've absorbed as self-care, your self-care through a life transition might very well just be actually addressing the elephant in the room that keeps coming up over and over again. If you find yourself, like we said, you know, second-guessing yourself, um, feeling that this girl fear and anxiety come up when you are about to do a video or you're about to get on the phone with a potential client or whatever it is, like actually allowing yourself some space and time to sit with that. And as much as we're carrying on a lot about how hard this process is and how much shit comes up, I would not, and I'm just going to, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. Like I wouldn't trade this experience for anything. Why? Because I want, this is the way I want to live life. I don't want to live life. unconsciously i don't want to live life um just in constant reaction to like external matters i want to live life where i know exactly um the root cause of a lot of things that are going on for me i want to i want to live life in awareness um and i also want to 100 percent chip away at as much of whatever it might be as much trauma that is blocking me as i possibly can in this lifetime do I see myself coming out the other end some sage or some like 100% you know evolved and enlightened person who had now has zero trauma?
1: No, yeah. not in this
0: lifetime at least. I'm sure that's not going to be the case, but I choose to be on the path that is in that traje- trajectory. I choose to live consciously and you know being on my own in this career space allows me not only the opportunity to be creative and intuitively, like, come just do things my way. So that's like one way of of one benefit of being in this space. Right. But also, yeah, sure. It's a benefit, in my opinion, that it's showing me exactly what I need to work
1: on every single time. Yeah, I think that I mean, like a lot of things like Like healthy habits, I am obsessed with James Clear um, and the science behind habits. Um, And I think that self-care and, you know, whatever that whole world is, besides like pampering and bubble baths and manicures and stuff, like that's a practice. And it's not, like people are, people love going to the gym, like really hard for like a week, but like tell them to, you know, change their lifestyle and go like once a week, maybe for, for the next three months. And that's more challenging for, I think for me, for many people, because that consistency is, Mm -hmm. is tougher than just going balls to the wall um, for a short period of time. Like that for me, when I, when I like, you know, think about what's easier, like, yeah, going balls to the wall for a short period of time. And then you're like, ah, it's over. But healing is like that too. It's not like, oh, I'm healed now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like stuff will come up forever. And it's just a matter of like arming yourself with tools that you can rely on um, to get you through those periods where like you have an oh shit moment. And um, I think about the quote, like wherever you go, there you are. And I think that I'm still learning that um, and really trusting myself, um, getting my body back, trusting myself, like, like Learning about the systemic problems and inequalities that I've had to face. I'm I'm an immigrant. I I moved to the U.S. when I was like two years old. Um, We fled like terrorism in Peru, and I've had you know my parents struggled. They did the like the immigrant thing. Um, Mm -hmm. My dad still doesn't speak English. He's tried, but um, yeah. I mean, I really like saw like thinking back to my childhood, and I had a really happy childhood, and my parents are like my heroes, but. Like it's hard to, as an adult now, like think about all of the systemic things that they were up against and they overcame it. They put three kids through college. They did the American dream thing. Um, but to be like, wow, they've, they didn't have to, but the systems are so messed up that there's like, they, they struggled more because of it. And it's hard to, to look back at at your life as an adult and as like an immigrant, like Latina woman and be like, okay, well, like, you know, it's heartbreaking to think back and to be like, I wish I could protect my parents more. And so like, of course my brain goes to like, well, I just need to work really hard. And then I can like, you know, buy them a house or something. And like, (laughs) it's just, it's having to unravel that, like that, that yarn. Everybody has their own like mess (laughs) of their life and having to like, really like, pull the strings and make sense of it and and align, right? I heard you say that word earlier is like align and do it in a way that makes sense. And doing this work while you like build a business or like go through your professional life or whatever, like, yeah, building a business that honors like your capacity takes longer typically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but so that's why I do like six month, like one-on-one mentorships too. Like I, I started offering it this year. Cause I'm like six weeks, isn't enough. Six months. I've been working with someone for a year now. Um, she just sold out her yoga retreat. She just got offered to lead a yoga teacher training. That's like her curriculum. And it's like, like she will lead it. She has only got two spots left on that. And I'm like, yeah, it just takes time. You know, it does takes time to go slow steady but that's if that's how you want to be because that's like where you work how you work your best you know at that speed then just know that things might take longer for you and that's not wrong it's just on it's just, it just is nothing's mm-hmm. wrong or right it just is and you know if someone wants radical transformation in 6 weeks i will talk to them and then just be honest with them <laughs> like if you go really slow, we can go slow and but for longer that would be best for you. Of mm-hmm. course, like, you know, there's a lot of other factors, but I always try to like you know, give people the right expectations and the right information about what to expect about building a business because it's little it's building those little blocks over like and then experimentation, trying, licking your wounds when something doesn't work. I just did a group program It was my third time launching a group program. The first two failed. One, crickets, the first one. Womp womp. Second time, I actually like gave money back to people because it just didn't feel right. And Mm -hmm. I turned it into a course. The course sold. Third time, I was like shaking in my boots. I was like, here we go again. And then I bought, you know, people bought and I had a really good time and some people signed up to work one-on-one with me. So it was like, you have to experiment and you have to be like, I am going to do it. Let's see how we can change it. Let's see how we can tweak it. Cry to my husband out. Oh, this thing didn't work. I'm horrible. I'm a horrible
0: mm-hmm. coach. <clears throat>
1: and then realize that, no, I'm not. It just like maybe it wasn't the right thing at the right time for the right people. So it's like it's it's all of those things. It really is like a whole exciting crazy roller coaster world and you know you you're how you live not what you can produce. Like period. So
0: completely. I mean and that reminds me when you were talking about you know what your answer might be. First of all, thank you for sharing all of that. Not only the background with your parents, um, but also the fact that yes, like very specifically, there are going to be failures, and then you learn from them and you grow as you 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 grow as you go. Um, we don't learn anything if we just stay still and we don't do anything. If we That's never perfect. take a leap, right? <laughs> I'm in that space right now where I have, you know. I've definitely, you know, I've had a few, a couple group programs. Um, nothing that has blown my socks off, but definitely um successes in individual, you know, like knowing that I'm making impact. I know that I'm successful in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So so then, you know, what do I end up with though as time continues? And new opportunities present themselves, which is happening has is happening for me right now. Um, wonderful, right? Like, well, I have new platforms to be able to offer in-person um, events and so on and so forth. And I have all these ideas, notebooks full of ideas, right, all over the place, a bit disorganized, but there.
1: Yeah. All of
0: this, right? So now the opportunities there, the venues there, the platforms there, all of it's in place, but you know, since we're sharing like what comes up specifically, I am as of lately having quite a um, intense trauma response to the fact that the movement is happening, right? So that's another thing that will happen. Mm
1: -hmm. I read this amazing
0: book by, I think his name is Gary Chapman. It's a book called The, uh, The Big Leap. And he talks about, um, a lot about what, what he calls upper limiting himself. And it's not, it's not a trauma-informed book by any means. Not yeah. that it's, you know, hurtful, you know, like, or, or right. hurting it in any way. it's just, um, it's just not referring to, to any of this, of, of what's really going on internally. Yeah. But, um, upper limiting meaning, meaning self, self-sabotage, but now we know more, on a scientific level, what that actually is. I mean, that is a trauma response. That is your body literally reliving something that made you feel like this is going to end poorly. This is not safe. So what's happening for me is I'm having response to the opportunity by going, by feeling a resistance to pull back and a fear of, again, from previous experiences of like, what if no one shows up? Or what if this proves my biggest fear that I am not enough yes. um, And all of that going forward, right? Like you know, and so on and so forth. So really being cognizant of when, and this you you had already said this as well, of taking being able to live consciously, being able to slow down enough to ask yourself, is this true? and is this mine? And that's another thing that's been coming up for me too, because like I've said I said I think I even said it a couple of times in this conversation. I didn't know that I was the person who responded this way. I always thought that I had like so much confidence because I'm thinking about my past and in the corporate arena and stuff like that, where things were so much more structured and yeah. organized. And you had um To be quite frank, less pressure, even though in some arenas, in some areas, it feels like more pressure. But when you're on your own, it's a whole different story. Like you said, you're one, you know, it's a one-person show. Yeah. Everything falls on you. So when we're in that space, it's very, very different. And you have to be your own cheerleader. Like you said, you have to pull yourself out of that space. And we can't really do that unless we slow down enough to become aware when those reactions are coming into play. That's where I'm at. So I appreciate you talking about, you know, very candidly about what um, what can happen and the fact that you're still learning from things that you view as a failure. But in fact, it's just a growing experience, having a growth mindset, being like, I don't identify with this thing being a flop that I put out. I don't identify that like I am I am the person who put out the flop. Like that's not right. useful in any way and will get yeah. you nowhere. But viewing it as okay, like I put this out there, it flopped and I and I can sit here and probably very easily come up with three reasons why. Cause like I it I birthed it so I can tell I can I can look at this and say to myself and even if it is something that I'm willing to look at myself on like one of the reasons I didn't promote it enough for example right because why because I was too scared to get on and talk about it. So you know, This is an example. Right? I was too scared to get on and talk. I probably could have com- com- uh, promoted this more. I was too scared to show up online and talk about it, whether that's video or other, doesn't matter. Um, and so that leads you to something that you will learn about yourself that you can elicit support to work on. And yeah. that's, I think, the last piece I'll say. I know I said that already. The last piece I'll say is that you don't have to do this alone. That yeah. There is no there is no badge of honor for doing this work alone. That's why coaches exist. That's why we're here, because this, this is co-regulation and co-creation in process. We are not supposed to be
1: doing this in silos. Why the network, the community is so important that you're in. Yeah, we're a communal species. Like humans are meant to live in community and support each other. And just because we've evolved to like do online business on Instagram, That doesn't take away from like human nature. And if therapists have therapists and coaches have coaches, there's something there. (laughs) So I'm all about like getting that support when I need it. And yeah, I mean, the second launch that I had that was like a failure, I was like, this doesn't mean that I'm a bad coach. And it doesn't mean that I'm a failure or that I'm bad at what I do. It just means that this thing didn't work right now. And I actually had a I had a call with a coach and we strategized together and we were like, well, how about this turns into this offer? And then, you know, my coaching offer will will be more about like business or branding versus like just Instagram. That's like it was very like social media based. And that was like the kind of solution that we came up with. And we were like, this makes a lot of sense. Um, So yeah, I mean. Then I launched the Instagram course, it sold. I launched the business course, it sold, or the business program where it was like me showing up live. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's that's that. And that's like, that's early business stuff too. It's like, well, the next time I go to relaunch the course, I already have it. And the next time I go to relaunch the program, I already have it. Like kind of a rinse and repeat thing, you know, the second time around, which is so nice it's like the second time you do that launch for that exact same thing, Oh, it's so much easier. You already have all this stuff. It doesn't mean that it's like you're like chilling on the beach (laughs) for the whole week, but it's easier. And, you know, it it gets- Because your nervous
0: system has integrated and not just like having the pieces, right. But you have to admit like your nervous system has integrated- what it ideally, if you've given it some time and you're giving yourself the space to do so, your nervous system has integrated what you learned from that first experience. So totally. it feels safer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, that's we all, should. that's, I think that's okay. all we're all striving for is just feeling a sense of security and acceptance and enoughness really. Yeah. So yeah. we get out of our own way enough to let things like let things happen. Let it, let us get there, but not skipping steps.
1: Really. We can't, we just can't. I know. And, and that's okay. Um, and I think also like, you know, it, I've read if people grew up in like a chaotic environment, when things aren't chaotic, that's their bodies telling them this isn't safe.
0: So mm-hmm. it's like,
1: it's almost backwards, but that's like how the body just works, you know? And when things, some people like, you know, people talk a lot about like being scared of success. And like, I think that's what it actually is, is like your body and brain saying like, I'm not used to this. I'm used to the struggle or I'm used to like, you know, things being a certain way. This seems like it's going to be another way. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd rather go back to the first way.
0: Mm -hmm. It's just
1: how the body like works, um, because it's trying to keep you safe. And then I think a lot of people, like I say, like flatten it out to be like, well, you're just scared of success. And it's like, yes. And the answer is usually yes. And there's more going on. Um, so you can't be like, just mindset your way through it. Like, no, take care of your nervous system Mm -hmm. and mindset and whatever else like is in your toolbox that you get to. Learn to integrate into your life that you get to discover because you're worth it. Um, you're worthy of it just because you exist as a human. You don't need to do anything to be worthy of it. You just, you were born. That's a, that's a, that's enough. That's it. Yeah.
0: That is so perfect. Thank you for saying that. 100%. We all have a birthright for to success. It is not it's not earned. We're yeah. not always taught that, but it's true. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. It's so important to talk about these things because, like I said, we are—we're all in some form of a life transition at that point. In at this point, whether it happened a year ago, whether it's happening right now, it's yeah. been an interesting few years. Yes. but of course, being an entrepreneur, yes, 100. I—I'm willing to bet that there are tons of people listening to the. Hopefully, there are tons of people. Listening to it. <laughs> But there are tons of people out there who really do want to start a business and have an amazing idea, especially women. Because what we what do we do, women? We are creators. We are creatives. We are intuitives. We are creators. We birth things, <laughs> including ideas. <laughs> Doesn't have to be kids. Exactly. We yeah, are. Exactly. We really are. We are the. We are creators, and um, it's a it's a feminine gift. It absolutely is. So it's it, it always pains me a bit when I know that there's a lot of blockages to women coming into their full power to be able to take the action and do it confidently. So I appreciate that there are people like you that are helping that happen because it's huge. We just need more female voices and faces out there in the business, in, in the entrepreneurial space, which is happening and it makes me happy. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah, just thank you for having this conversation. Um, let us know where we can find you online in case whoever's listening wants to reach out and connect with you.
1: Yeah. So I recently just had a big rebrand. Um, I I noticed. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Um, so I worked and it was, you know, speaking of support, it was so nice to not have to do this rebrand by myself. I couldn't have anyway. So Mm -hmm. I hired an amazing team and, um, So Shaky Yogi LLC is now Astra Biz Business Coaching. You can find me on Instagram at Astra Biz Coaching and on TikTok. Um, You can look me up on YouTube or, you know, just go right now. I'm going to be switching my um, homepage to, you know, doing all of that background work Mm -hmm. by the end of April. So right now it's shakyyogi.com, but it will be AstraBusinessCoaching.com. Um, and sign up for my newsletter and just say, hi, I'm happy to like, you know, just say, hey, have a conversation with people. Instagram is probably the easiest way to reach me. Perfect. Yes,
0: definitely follow Astra Biz Coaching, follow Fee over there on Instagram. Obviously, it should be no shock that that's where I found her. Yeah. And um, your content is wonderful. Yeah. Um, like we said, you know, just very authentic, very real. It's very clear that you have a wonderful handle on that marketing aspect, but doing it from a very genuine, real place and at for the reasons we already stated, I just very much appreciate that approach. So, beautiful. Thank you again for Thank having you. this conversation with me and coming on the show. Again, you're listening to Self-Care is My Job. We're over on Facebook. There's a Facebook page, self-care is my job. There's a YouTube page. So if you're listening or watching and you want to go ahead and go over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel, please do that. If you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, on Apple, on Google, on your whatever platform, if you're willing to rate, review, do the thing, share with your friends so that as many people that need to hear this message, it gets to their ears or their eyes would be really helpful. Thank you again, Fee. I hope we can keep in contact and thanks for everybody listening. Thank
1: you, Samantha. I appreciate it.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Hopefully you will like, share, and follow. And if you want to stay connected, find me on Instagram at the underscore aligned underscore heart. Or you can visit my website at alignedheart.net. Take care of yourself. Say it with me. Self-care is my job.